Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I am thrilled to have Iris Unique Harmon on the show. Iris has long been an advocate for self-care and mental health focusing on empowering others to be their most authentic selves through spiritual growth and crystal crystal companionship. Iris's life path began as a veterinarian technician where she quickly realized that the only way to be fully present for the animals was to ensure her own mental and emotional needs were supported. She began incorporating healing crystals into her life as part of that support and in 2017, Iris was inspired to begin sharing them with others, founding Iris Unique, Inc. Through her in-depth knowledge and personal experiences, she has been able to connect tens of thousands of people to their own crystalline healing tools. In 2021, Iris channeled a free online encyclopedia of crystal formations, exploring the energetics of crystals through their structures, rather than just their typical metaphysical meanings helping us to better understand and unlock the full potential potential of our crystal alleys. Through her commitment and passion to helping others, Iris has built a steadfast community from all over the world, joined together through their love of crystals. Welcome to the program, Iris. Thank you so much for having me. You're I'm welcome. To be here. It's such a great bio. I, I've never had anybody on to talk about crystals before, so this is this is really exciting. Oh, yay. Yeah. And I know you had mentioned you went to Ethiopia and worked with children with crystals. Yes, as well. I did. So I'm I did. excited to hear about I that. I take too. crystals. Yeah, I take crystals everywhere I go, but not nearly as, you know, in depth as what what you do with crystals, but just as you say, just kind of the simple metaphysical bit being strength and courage and and all those different things and holding them and listening to their hearts and um it's all always really special when I work with children and, and crystals. I love that. But we're here to talk about you. So um, let's talk about how did you begin this, this work with crystals? Tell us a little bit about that. So I was a veterinary technician. I almost feel like it was a previous life in a previous life. <laughs> yes. I love, um, I love that though. Animals and children, they're my, uh, they're my go-to. They're yeah, my they're- thing. Both are such great teachers, <laughs> yes. um, but I was dealing, um, I worked in the emergency department as oh, well as the wow. oncology department. So it was a lot of trauma that I was helping process animals that were, you know, super sick or super injured and helping support their families. And it was such, I, I went into it because I love animals, but it was so emotionally draining. Oh. And I ended up being drawn to crystals. Uh, my mom actually took me into a crystal shop one day and had me pick out my very first ever, this was in my twenties, my very first ever crystals. 
And at work, people would always be like, Iris, do you have your crystals? And they would like take them from me to hold on to you because <laughs> they realized it. it was helping me. Um, and then I ended up, I had already started a business online of selling succulents. Uh-huh. And I kind of was just thinking, you know, succulents, crystals, they kind of go hand in hand. They're nature's beautiful creations. So I started offering crystals online as well. And it really took off. But I was really scared to take the plunge of just offering and teaching about crystals. So the universe had another plan. And because I didn't, (laughs) I didn't take that full plunge. It it took it for me. I ended up having a really bad back injury Mm -hmm. in 2016 um, that left me in a recliner for a year. And I fully believe that if it wasn't for the crystals, I don't know what path I would have gone down. I've, I've dealt with depression my whole life mm-hmm. and being stuck in a recliner when I was normally an active person, Ugh. the crystals really, they just really helped keep me afloat and keep me, keep light in my life. And they've really changed my life for the better. And that's kind of how I've started really proactively teaching others about crystals is because the profound effect they had on myself and still continue to have on myself. Mm, That's so beautiful. You know, as you know, I study, I've studied shamanism for a long time. And, and of course, shamanism is all about not only seeing the divinity and everything, but especially nature. Mm -hmm. And that crystal or crystals are such a huge part of this earth. Yes. I mean, there's much more crystal than there are people. I'm sure that's probably if right. Say, right. But, yeah. But, but, because there's so many that are still, yeah, they're being... probably like mushrooms, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> but the exactly. heal- all over the world. Yeah. The healing qualities and the, also the wanting to go within just when you hold a crystal and where it yes. takes you is so, if you can just quiet your mind and be present, I mean, right. it's transformative, which is what you're showing. Iris also has a podcast, by the way, that is great. They just started it and they're doing a really great job Thank So you. for my <laughs> listeners. But um, wow, that's um, that's a beautiful background. So I know that you have used crystals with your starting at six, year, six years old, I think your stepson. So two. So since he's two, I've been helping raise since him. Since two. Tell us about six. that. Okay. Oh, he is such a ray of light. Listening, I was listening to your one of your podcast episodes earlier, and it just brought into light all the different things that my stepson Quinn has taught me. Mm-hmm. But um, since he was two, I have been helping raise him, and I have been offering crystals since he's known me. So, crystals have been a huge part of his life, and he's always been drawn to them ever since he was too. And even still now he has his own crystal collection. Uh. And, you know, we would, (laughs) when he was really little, I think we went in to watch, we were going to watch cartoons. I don't remember which one. And he was like, wait, and ran into his room. And I didn't know what he was getting. And he came back with all his little crystals to hold on to while he watched his TV show. (laughs) So he just thought of them as like his little buddies, his little friends. And so now since probably since he was three, because when he was two, he was a little too young. But since he was three, um, we share joint custody with his birth mom. And so when he's with us, I have a morning, I call it morning ritual. But every morning, I personally, I write out my 
I have a gratitude journal. So I write out what I'm grateful for. I typically will pick three crystals first, write out what I'm grateful for and pull Oracle cards. And since he was three, he's always wanted to be there with me and do it too. So even when he wasn't able to read or write yet, he, and he still does it where he has me write it out. So I, I say, so what are you grateful for today? And he'll, you know, say, I'm grateful to be home. Cause you know, this is his second home and grateful yeah. for you and I'm grateful for dad. So he writes out his gratefuls. He likes to go and pick out which crystals. And so we'll line them up next, my three next to his three. And he'll just take a picture. He wants a picture. <laughs> and then we pull Oracle cards. And it's so funny because often we'll pull the same ones. And, you know, he'll pull one that I had just pulled the day before. Right, I'm like, wait right. a minute. So he's, he's very in tune. He's very, um, just such a little ray of light and sunshine and uh, I'm grateful for him in my oh life. Oh my gosh. And how blessed he is to have you in his life. So, so when you say Oracle cards, are you, are you talking about like tarot cards? So they're a little different. I feel like tarot or tarot um, are a lot more intense. Yes. Because I, I pull have. those sometimes. It's like, yeah. what? And sometimes it's like, it's, it's a lot, but Oracle cards I love because they're a lot more soft and uplifting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but I know um, what you mean. Yeah. So I have like a spirit animal deck, which is actually really cool. I've always been looking for, um, for a long time, I was looking for a spirit animal book. And so far, the ones I have found don't resonate when I see an a consistently see an animal over and over. But this Oracle deck that I have I always use it for reference because it's always spot on. Wow. So, what what is it? What one is it? Um I'll have to get I'll, okay, I'll email okay. it over I'll put to it in the show notes. show notes. Okay, yeah. great. Okay. Um, okay. So I have that one. I just have a, a multiple and we always pull one from each deck mm-hmm. and he chooses. We have a, a Native American one and yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So when you choose that, I'm just kind of curious. So when you so it's kind of like you have a bag of crystals, it's almost like putting your hand in and, and dipping in and, and choosing whichever one you want, like three of those. Is that how you do it? So personally, and, and I get this question a lot too, of like, how do I, how do I choose a crystal or how do I work with it? And we actually did an episode as really, there's no wrong way. Right. Me right. Personally, I go, I have like a shelf of all my personal crystals and I just go and like, look at them and feel like, Hmm, this one feels to be calling to me. And this one does, and that's how I personally do it. Right. But some people do it the opposite, which is they know they're so fluent in crystals that they know what the properties are. So they'll choose it based on the properties. Like right. today, I want to feel more creative. So they'll grab a carnelian or, you know, whatever. So either or, but the way myself and Quinn, my stepson do it is we just kind of feel out which one feels like it's meant for us for the day. Yes. I love that. Because when I work with with children in my ritual project, um, I always I choose a crystal that whatever depending on what the situation is, if it's for strength yeah. or courage or perseverance or creativity or whatever it may be. But I love the idea, especially if it's one on one or if it's in a little group, for mm-hmm. them just to pull a crystal and 
I guess then you could look up the property, but you yes. could just say this crystal. I did this one workshop with um, some preschoolers where they helped. <laughs> they were actually Apache tear stones. They weren't, they were from volcanic rock. They weren't, um, I don't think you call those crystals. We still call them crystals. Okay. Even though, yeah, it's okay. still the same realm. <laughs> yeah. And we use them as listening, as listening stones. And so we, we had this thing about, um, you know, just closing their eyes and really listening to the stones. And there's lots of stories about that. Oh, but it was very, um, very touching with the with what the kids came up with. So has Quinn ever like said something just that's kind of blown you away that he kind of understands really deeply that he's getting a message or? From the crystals themselves, I would say not necessarily from the crystals. He, I have this video, um, of him when he was, before he was talking yet. And I had a big, we call it our kitchen crystal. It's this massive, massive quartz crystal that I had outside. Cause I was going to be taking photos of it. And I don't remember what I was doing. And I looked over and he had ran over there. Like he was playing somewhere completely different, ran beeline and just started kissing it. <laughs> all over the crystal. So he's never actually had any interactions um, of what they've said to him, yeah. but he's always just been so super drawn and just has this yeah. love. But when it comes to other things, um, we are very, we're a nature family. We go on nature walks almost every single day um, and just having a, a reverence for the trees and insects and animals. And so one of the times when he was really little, we were outside. He loves roly polies. Yes. But we were outside and he, uh, you know, he found a roly poly and he looks at, he loves us. <laughs> That's what he said about the roly Love it. It's so cute. <laughs> and uh, we also, we have, um, we had a dog named Sparta that was in my life for 10 and a half years. And mm. she was my everything. I still consider her my best friend, even though she's moved on. But he was in her life just as much as I was when he first, you know, when we first met and she was always there. It was so cute. My husband this morning came and showed me a video and it was like a compilation of a bunch of memories of Sparta, our dog with Quinn and me, like just showing all the different times we were all three together. And so she passed away, let's see, two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And Quinn told me one of the times we were doing our morning ritual he started cracking up and he's like, what Sparta always following me around? And he was just laughing. He's like, I don't know why. I don't know what she wants from me, but she's following me around. Uh, and so I told him, I'm like, you know, she just wants to make sure you're taken care of. Yes. She yes. loves you. And I think, I think it's so profound on your, the podcast I was listening with you of, I think our generation in, in your generation, for so many generations, it's been, oh, that's your imagination. Exactly. Instead of actually realizing, no, these children, these children just got here. <laughs> they were just born. So they're right. closer to the, the beyond than we are. And so really cultivating that and encouraging them. And even if we, like you said, even if, or maybe it was your guest speaker, even if we don't necessarily believe it. By cultivating that in them, it helps them to trust themselves, trust their their inner wisdom, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's it's well, wonderful to do that. Trusting their well, first of all, I want to back up. I've got to put down trusting inner wisdom, so I will remember that. 
but talking about Quinn kissing the kissing the crystal, obviously the crystal was speaking to him, but it was, you know, through the invisible, yeah. through that, yeah, telepathically, which is mm-hmm. so, which is so incredibly beautiful. Yes, Wayne Dyer says in his books, he's he's passed, of course, but that children um, they still, when they're so young, they still have triplets of heaven clinging mm-hmm. to them. And there's that. a beautiful book called Memories of Heaven by Wayne Dyer and it's a compilation of children from literally all over the world that are even two, three, four, five years old that say these astounding things about seeing your the dog like like mm-hmm. Quinn is Spartan Sparky. What's his name? Sparta. Sparta, Sparta, <laughs> yeah. yes. Or about choosing parents, about yes. who they met, you know, before they came down to this earthly realm. It's just, it's just beautiful. But talking about this inner trusting their inner self, how do you feel and how crystals can be involved in helping? I mean, don't we all we all adults are looking for things so we can trust and and know that there's something right. bigger than us. That's what we right. cling to now, you know, to get us through life's uh, everything that life throws, throws at us. And so how do you think this helps children develop more of an, an inner strength? I would say so crystals and how they work, because for a long time, even I thought, well, they just work. Like, I don't know how, right. they just work, they just do. I don't Who know. cares? They just yeah. work. Who cares yeah. how they work? Exactly. <laughs> so it's actually my co-host that explained it to me. She's like, well, technically, which makes so much sense, everything, every whether it's a tree, a person, even this microphone, at a microscopic level, the little atoms or whatever are vibrating. Yes. yes. And so crystals are one vibration of a bunch of little vibrating and they're very 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 high high whereas us as humans we are vibrating in all different levels our hearts vibrating from a different than our stomach different from our brain different from and we can get out of whack so there's this law the scientific term for it she knows it I always forget the name of it but I think it's something about resonance and that Mm -hmm. whatever is a higher vibration the lower vibration will come up to match that in instruments, in pretty much anything. So when you're working with a crystal, depending on what that crystal does, you're attuning your vibration to that crystal. So for instance, I always recommend one of my favorite crystals is called Lepidolite. And it's this purple stone. You'll see it um, in different varying shades of purple, but it contains lithium. And lithium is one of the main ingredients used in anti-anxiety medications. Mm -hmm. So by having this stone near you, when you are feeling stressed and anxious and, you know, that feeling that I feel like all of us nowadays get because of so many things and so many reasons, but you are attuning to that vibration. You are bringing yourself out of this chaos. Your cells on a cellular level are matching the vibration of the crystal. So I love that. It makes so much sense. And I guess, do you ever use aromatherapy um, with crystals? Because aromatherapy does very much the same the thing. It raise, raises that, yeah, that we raise to that vibration. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it amazing? I, I just that, love nature and how, and I'm more recently finding more and more that science is backing all the stuff 
that we've been feeling for so long, but now it's actually being backed by science. And I find that so amazing. Right. Right. So how have crystals changed your life? Oh my gosh. I can't even begin to describe. (laughs) Um, My life prior to crystals, not only was I under a lot of stress and anxiety, I had, I dealt with severe depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I felt like I had zero intuition. I didn't know which way was right. Um, I had a lot of things going on in my life that I just didn't understand. And crystals really have changed my life to develop my own inner knowing, to trust myself. And to do the work, and honestly, I feel like Quinn actually has been, crystals and Quinn have been like my saving grace. I love it. <laughs> um, but helping to raise Quinn, I had prior to him, I had never been around children. I grew up um, as the youngest in the family, and we grew up in a very strict religion where you're only allowed to associate with those who are in your religion, and there weren't very many kids. So I had never been around children. and. When Quinn came into my life, there were a lot of things he did being a kid that I didn't understand because I had never been around children, really. And I didn't understand how it was okay to be a child. Because when I was a child, you don't make any noise. You don't, you know, you're basically an an unseen child is a good child. (laughs) So to see this vibrant being and Rob is such a beautiful father and Rob's mom is such a wonderful grandma that when this two-year-old is screaming, having a tantrum, they would sit with him and I understand you're upset. Are your feelings hurt? I can see why your feelings are hurt, but we just, we can't do that. But why don't we try this? And they would listen to him. Right. Deeply listen. And so because of Quinn and being around around him and this beautiful family structure, it really helped me to go inward and and heal things that I didn't realize needed to be healed. So that's also why I think children are such great teachers is they they open our eyes to things we might not have have even realized. And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. But yes, but also crystals. Right, <laughs> the crystals right, also have right. helped balance it all too. So that's yeah. why when you invited me on, I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> Well, it's, it goes to some of the things you talked about with um, Chris on your podcast. I think she talked about soulmates and these people that, you know, people come into your life for at certain times for these amazing lessons. And obviously mm-hmm. Quinn, Quinn is one of those for you. 100%. And that's, and that's, yeah. yeah, so, so beautiful. When I work with children, um, you know, I encourage them to feel it and to taste it and to close Mm -hmm. their eyes. And like I said earlier, listening to what the crystal is telling them, how do you use, like if someone who's listening right now, is just like, Mm -hmm. I want some of that, you know, I want to start working with crystals. How, how would you suggest on a pretty, on a in the layman's terms, um, you know, I have my book of the crystal guide. (laughs) (laughs) How do you suggest people begin begin working with them? That's a beautiful question because there is so much information, especially now um, when I first started, not so much. And then now it's almost this inundation of information where people can feel overwhelmed. I would say the easiest way is to, if you don't have crystals, or even if you do go into your local crystal shop, 
and just stand there and kind of walk around and see what you feel called to. It might be just because it's a bright color or it might just be like, oh, that looks weird or whatever it is. Right. Go to what you feel called to and then look up the meaning. Because we have such an inner knowing that is, I feel like crystals have done this to me literally thousands of times where I won't even notice that I'm keep dra being drawn to a crystal over and over and over. Cause I do, I do, I switch them out every day. Right. And then I'll finally take the time. Like I, I know a lot about crystals, but I don't know everything. My brain can't retain it all. <laughs> so I'll look up the meaning of the crystal and be like, oh my gosh, no wonder I've been drawn to that crystal. It makes so much sense. So I would say if you're just starting out, that is the best way is to just, and that's also how you start to cultivate your own intuition because that's actually an inner knowing on a subconscious level. Yes. So I highly recommend just going into a crystal shop and doing it that way. Mm -hmm. And what a great thing to do with kids. Oh my gosh. What's yes. And then what do you feel the crystals telling you, you know, yeah, what, are they saying? Definitely. what are they singing to you? Yeah. Um, so what do you suggest any special book to look up a meaning of what a crystal is their property? Yeah. So there, there's so many books out there. I would say yeah. if you're, if you don't want to have to invest in one, um, Google it. Google. Well, you could Google it, but my co-host, um, her website is Sage Crystals. She's built a free encyclopedia of the stones meaning. So amethyst, oh, great. Meaning, rose quartz, she pretty much has all of them on there as well as pictures. So you can make sure whatever you have is what it is. And then she has written that all out. I am on the other side of the spectrum. I do crystal formations, right? So a simple one, a polished one would be the heart formation. So different for me are spheres or clusters. And I go really deep into that, but I have on my website, irisunique.com, the formation and their additional meaning that they hold in addition to the stone's meaning. So when so. would someone go to a formation? You When would people use use that? Yeah. So for instance, um, just for an, a fun example is rose quartz. Rose quartz is considered the stone. Quartz. Yes. I think everybody does. <laughs> it's such a beautiful color, but the, the vibes around it. And if you ever, if you don't know what a rose quartz is, go in your crystal shop, they'll definitely have them. Yes. And there's this soothing, loving vibe. And that's exactly it. It's an embodiment of love and not just romantic love. It's mm -hmm. love on all levels, love of self, love and understanding of others. So for instance, a rose quartz sphere, sphere shape, because there's no point, like on a crystal tower, there's no point to a sphere. The energy radiates in all directions. Nice. Yes. So if you're wanting to fill a room with a specific energy, a sphere is going to be really great for that. So like rose quartz in your, your bedroom or your living room, even for the right. family, is a beautiful, a sphere would be a beautiful way to accentuate that property of the crystal itself. And then I also dive way deep into like natural formations because there's, um, there's a formation called the tantric twin and it's when two crystal points are joined together side by side. And it's said to attract your soulmate or strengthen the bond with your soulmate. So I kind of go on the deep end. So if you're into crystals and you want to go deeper, <laughs> then check out the formations because it's really exciting and really fun. Yeah. I think I heard you talking about that one, that one on your podcast. Yeah. What is that um, crystal or what are the crystals that help deepen intuition? 
Intuition. Or get in touch. Okay. I would say I'm like, I'm always trying to lean towards my formations, but they're really hard to find. So let's go with, <laughs> let's go with ones that people will be able to find in a crystal yes. shop. Um, Labradite. Yep. So Labradite is um, a type of feldspar. You'll probably, once you see it, if you've seen some crystals, you'll probably recognize it. it has this beautiful flash to it and it can be in different colors. So that's really supposed to help us with our intuition and actually psychic abilities as well. So mm -hmm. tapping into that. Um, moonstone is a very feminine stone and there's different colors of moonstone, but they all are really about developing our intuition so I would say those would be two really good ones for that. Um, and then if you're like, oh, I'm listening to this, I'm into crystals, but I want to know about formations. Um, there is several formations as well that are really good for intuition. Um, one of them being, it's called hydrothermal etched. So crystals, just real quick, have been around for millions of years. And sometimes crystals, while they were still in the earth, extremely hot water, whether you know veins of water that were going underneath, ended up etching crystals to have these really cool caverns and holes and just really cool, amazing features on them. You can still see the natural quartz point, but it has all these crazy looking markings on it. And because it was etched by water, water is really good for intuition. So that is going to help us cultivate our own intuition. So that's a form, one of the formations I would Interesting. recommend. It's like yeah. you have a PhD on crystal <laughs> formations. How did you learn all this? Um, I actually, <laughs> I guess when you're passionate about something, it's not too hard, is it? Yeah. And as you say, <laughs> speaking to the crystals, it's kind of, I, I, because I've had thousands and thousands of crystals and mm -hmm. offered so many, I would see the same things showing up over and over and over. And it, it, to me, I'm like, this is a meaning there's, there's something behind this. So right. I would sit with the crystal and essentially channel what they're for. Right. Wow. Yeah. So I just, um, for once again, listeners who are interested, if they don't have a crystal shop around, mm -hmm. I mean, is it not cool like to get crystals off Amazon or is, how do you know you're getting high quality? I would say not necessarily <laughs> Amazon. That's such a great question because it's like, how do you find? Because we people? get everything off Amazon. Right? Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, so I would say it's really important to research and find, find good crystal sellers. The reason being right. is in other countries, child labor is a thing. Yes. And so you have to be really cautious as well as where the crystal itself came from, if it was through, you know, stealing or that's, whatever. That's so, a great, yes, yes. Yeah, so I would say- um, Do you guys sell for, crystals? Yes, so I sell mm -hmm. them on my website as well as my um, co-host, she does as well. So both the websites that I mentioned, um, either one of us, we both, we have been working with the vendors that we work with. They're, it, they come from the country that the crystal comes from and typically it's a family. So I always support nice. families yes. that are of that culture. Um, so you'll know that they're ethically sourced and fair trade sourced. So I would say if right. you don't have a crystal shop in person. Yes. Just I go online that. to us, but I wouldn't do Amazon because you can't really confirm where they're exactly. from. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I know. Thank so, you for asking that. That's sure. <laughs> so I know you're opening up a center in Bali. What is that all about? Oh my gosh, that could be a whole separate. <laughs> is that Chris a crystal workshops or um, so what it's going to be is a retreat center. And you're so... doing it with Brittany, right? No, actually, oh. Brittany's, Brittany's doing retreats, um, but this is actually with a friend that lives in Bali. 
Um, it was a total divine timing that this even happened, but I went there, I went there on a solo trip in 2014 and fell in love with the place. Came back again um, on a solo trip last year and things unfolded. And basically now I'm in, we're a, a foreign owned corporation in Bali. We're building villas. They're almost complete. We're building a total of four or so far villas and they're beautiful. Um, they're called Enchanted Gardens. You can find it on um, on Instagram. We're still building our website. But nice. basically, we're going to build a retreat center where, um, where they're still in the works. But I had so many women that came to me once I had talked about going on a solo trip that they would love to do that, but they're so afraid. I would love to do a solo trip in Bali, but I'm afraid I've never been. I don't know what to do. So essentially, we're going to um, create almost like this program where all they have to do is fly in and we have dry a driver there to pick them up. They can check off what things they want to do as far as, you know, going to a temple, um, what workshops they want to do. And then we'll also be doing, um, you know, larger retreats as well for people, but if they right. wanted, so we'll plan like a solo thing too. So it's still in the works, but yes. it's almost complete. Just so probably in exciting. a month or so. It's one place I haven't been, but I would, I would love to go. I hear it's oh, just. The people I, there are so kind and yes. genuine. Yeah. I, I 100% recommend everyone right. <laughs> to I, go I, to I, Bali. Yeah. 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 Sounds wonderful. So we need to wrap it up. But I did have a question for you. If you yes. could take a walk with your seven-year-old self, what would you say? I would say, and this might be personal, but I feel like the authenticity is what matters. As I would tell Absolutely. her that she's beautiful and that she's smart and that she should use her voice because it has power. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And what would you, well, that was shouting something to the world, wasn't it? But what, what, <laughs> what would you like to end up with? What would you like to shout to the world? I would say, um, if you have children in your life to, when you look at them, when we're getting frustrated because we all do as parents, mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the biggest teaching tools. And because of that, we have to cultivate patience is when you are talking to your child, how would you imagine yourself at that age, having that same scenario? How would you have wanted your parent to react to you? Yes. So the golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, Iris, thank you so much. I uh, maybe I'll see you soon. You don't live that far away. Yeah. So, I would love so thank you. Really appreciate it. It was an honor. And and I'm gonna go get some more. I mean, I have quite a few crystals, but I think I need some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go down to the chakra shack. Never enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. For and me. when you get all your um retreats together, uh, maybe you can come back on and tell us even more oh, about yeah, that. I'd love okay, that. great. That'd be amazing. Okay, uh-uh, my doggies are going crazy. Okay, well, thank you. Have thank a good you. It's a beautiful day in Southern Cal. So have a great rest of the day. You as well. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. 
And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.